0: What's happening people, welcome to this episode of Everything 9000, a bit of a special episode today because we've got uh, a talented boxer in the building it goes by the name of Solomon Dakers yeah, yeah. What's good, Solly? I'm all good, man, yourself? Yeah, good It's a bit of a crazy one, actually Because, obviously, yeah. we went to the same school yeah. uh, Five ways, big up five ways big
1: Five ways, massive, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember being in school Obviously, I was a little kid then You and you're above me yeah. Used to walk past looking up to this giant And be like, yo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: man, I've always been one of the biggest <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I remember when you were in school like You were keen on rugby yeah. So, I, and like, I swear you played at a decent level yeah, too.
1: Rugby was the one, because obviously that was the main school sport then, rugby. The yeah. football team. Yeah. And I just loved any sport, so I just got stuck into the rugby and I took that very serious. Yeah, yeah. like I was in the Worcester Warriors Academy, their premiership side, playing for the county side, you know, I was doing a lot of a lot of rugby, I was putting a lot of time into that, yeah, I was very dedicated on that,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read somewhere that you made a switch from rugby to boxing yeah. because rugby hurt too much. <laughs> that's a little bit of journalist wordplay player you know oh okay like, all right He
1: oh, did that article, right, cool, yeah but you put that but what i said was basically rugby you get a lot of injuries week in week out you know and i was doing rugby and boxing for a couple of years both together right and i was just mashed up every week man yeah and both and, and rugby is a rough sport yeah yeah head yeah. to toe you just bodies banged up every week yeah and uh, I couldn't sustain that With my boxing okay. Getting you know, injured every week like yeah, Little yeah, yeah. injuries here and there Your legs are killing your knees Everything like that So yeah. And then I made this transition A bit a bit based on that But you know I, I
0: can, What else was it What was it that like Okay You know I'm I'm doing well in both things yeah. here But I want to go into boxing What was it yeah, yeah. For
1: me With the rugby It was Okay I could Do my best Whatever But it's a team sport So mm-hmm. I'm only going to do as well As the team's doing Right And your yeah, opportunities are a bit more, you know, you have to sort of get into a good team and it's a bit of luck as well on your side, depending on who you're playing with. Where boxing, I was like, okay, it's all on me.
0: You want to control your destiny. Control
1: my own destiny. It's all on me. I'm going to put no hard work in and I've only got myself to blame for, for my own results that come. So for me, it was one of them. It was just putting it all on myself.
0: You know what's mad? You probably won't even know that I know this, right? But yeah. I, I was in school. We um, went to the toilets. I think it's one near chemistry. Yeah, and you were there with Ahmad. Yeah, and and you were doing. I was just going for a piss, normal. And you were there doing pad work. I was like, yo, I'm, I, yo, I wasn't scared of nothing, but I was yeah, like, yo, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Did you go in? I remember that time. Did yeah. you go in then? I was uh, there. Yeah.
1: We were doing a little secret fight within the toilet, and, um, with you know Illy in it. Yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. setting it up, man. We had him, Ahmad for it. He was a bit of a boxer as well. Yeah. And we would do a bit of sparring and that and yeah. actually people up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I would go in and say, "Yo, who wants to spar me?" Yeah. I say I was the biggest in it. Yeah. No, I yeah, wanted yeah. to. I'm well, Fair play. Yeah. He put the gloves on. Yeah. And it, um, I end up bashing him up a bit. <laughs> toilet cube. <laughs> it was good um, fun. That man, it was good fun.
0: Yeah. Next thing I remember, I think it was Doctor Bennett or something. He walked in. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, what's going on here?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Good times though, man
1: Secret fight club, there. Yeah. We did one in the toilet And we did one in the car park over the road And yeah, it, yeah. that got locked off quick as well I think a few old, old neighbours were
0: complaining Yeah, yeah But then, obviously, so it, it was evident then Like you were keen on your boxing Yeah, yeah Then, you know, you, you joined Wally Boxing yeah, Was that Warley. the first step?
1: Yeah, Wally So when I was at, still in school at 15 That's when I went down to Wally with uh, Illy Okay Because um, he was boxing for the club And I went down with him So I went down to Wally. that was close to me, I just literally walked there, you know, 15-20 minute walk, went down there, I was just training, whilst I was at school, I was training at the club for about six months or so, didn't have any proper fights then, because I was still doing the rugby so seriously as well, so I just trained, I was just putting my foot into it a little bit, training and that, and then I didn't actually compete in it. Then right. I didn't come back to it till I was 20 When I actually competed then
0: Right okay yeah, So yeah. it's just like Sparring pad work
1: Yeah just pad work Down the gym Doing the bags All the sessions and that um, But I always loved boxing But Because rugby was at school Every day And I was doing so much already Like mm. county sides And academies I, I just was like I didn't really know where The future was with the boxing It was just sort of Like another After school When I had a free time Sort of thing Yeah. So I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't have that pathway Which I wish I'd have known Then that I could have Stuck with it then and gone on to better things like I have now, but if it happens at the right time for the right reasons, you yeah. Know, so,
0: yeah, so technically it's considered you know, you went back at 20 at your first fight, yeah. Is that technically late?
1: Yeah, technically it can be considered late, like you say, even like uh, Anthony Joshua, he started at 18, yeah, and that's considered quite late. That's really, considered late, you no, know, because you know, lot, lot. about 15, if I'd started competing, that's a good age. 14, a lot of guys in the from like eight years old, kids, you know, they have. You know, their dad or something like that took them down the boxing gym. Yeah. But for me, it was one of them where I took myself down the gym. Mm. So, yeah, 20 can be considered late, but I caught up quick. I had those little fundamentals from when I went when I was 15 and I picked it back up quickly and I just put my head straight down into it. So I put 100% in from there.
0: Yeah. And then, do you remember your first fight?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. My first fight. Knocked the gears out first round, man. Oh, was it? First round knockout, yeah. I, was, right. I, was, I thought I was Mike Tyson for a <laughs> <laughs> First fight come out. Just one, two, one, two, boom, and the gears out, man, straight away. And I thought, yeah, man, this is all right. <laughs> yeah And then
0: 2017 was a big year for you as well. Yeah. So you won gold in the 27 National Championships. Yeah, yeah. You joined the Team GB squad yeah. uh, and you represented the British Hearts Yeah, that's right. So, you know, Team GB, that's, that's crazy. That's yeah. nuts. How was that? It was a good step
1: for me. That was a, that was a big change then from not only starting boxing, because it's amateur boxing, mm. and your Olympic boxing class classes amateur. So I was boxing football in my club. And then 2017, I won the national championships and, and got into the GB squad. So from there, it was like going from three days a week down my local club to run a full-time like professional setup, Olympic setup. then. Mm. So that, that was like another turning point for me to then progress myself massively mm. going onto the GB squad. You know, we went around all... All around the world, all mad countries, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, all yeah, these yeah, mad yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. But they've got really good um Olympic hard boxes. guys, yeah, yeah, hard, toughen guys. So that for me, and then I was on a full-time training program, training mm-hmm. three times a day, living in Sheffield Monday to Thursday, and and that's something that really, you know, makes a lot of uh, top fighters. You know that um, Olympic system.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's that. That was like your first step up into like. I'm actually an athlete now yeah. and then you know i got to live out and I'm, I'm dedicating time to this this ain't no joke now yeah yeah so
1: yeah definitely the turning point there um I was always dedicated anyway I was I was trying to live my best like that to get to that level you know mm. um I really I put the hard training before that I was training like I was a professional and then mm. when I got on there we had all the system and all the setup the physios the team mm. everything was there and Push me to like I say to the next level then. Mm. Just the next level there. That whole facility is just it's world class. Yes, yeah. from world class.
0: Now, from what I know of you from school, how much ever I spoke to you and stuff, I would knew you like head down, yeah, you know, yeah. well mannered to yeah, some extent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but well, you know, I can see why you'd be like you know just giving it your all. Yeah, definitely. A so, uh, uh, bit, bit of a different question here. Like, if it was never going to be rugby mm. or boxing, what were you thinking? What yeah. were you going to do for the day, job?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's a hard one because I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah. And, and sometimes I've found my blessings that I've got to where I am now, even though I've got a long way to go. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, what what would it have been? I'm sure I'd have found something. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I'd have put my head into something. But I'm one of those that I just follow the, the path that's in front of me sort of thing, you know. It, and, it weren't
0: um, like you were eyeing up something now.
1: Yeah, out. yeah. I just put my head down into what's in front of me and just focus. So it's a bit of a blessing really
0: so you're trained by Max McCracken now yeah Um, I see a lot of parallels with AJ yeah Uh, GB squad you know uh, Max Robert McCracken yeah Yeah, um, coming into boxing late both UK based athletic builds Mm. so you know you hear that a lot don't you What what do you make of that
1: yeah, I mean, if someone's making comparisons with me and uh, Joshua, he's obviously the, the world champion, unified, is at the top of the game. So mm. I can only draw positives from it, really. You know, he's mm. at the top of the game. If they compare me to that, then mm. then it's, it's it's a good thing, isn't it, in a way? So I'm obviously, I'm my own man. I'm, I'm going to do my, my own things my own way. But, you know, if someone's comparing it to the world champion, mm. then it's just things you can draw on positively. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then, um, obviously, we mentioned you were with Team GB. Yeah. You were, you were going to go to the Olympics. Um, then the Olympics got postponed from last year to this year. I mean, we're still not sure if it's going ahead, but it looks like it's going ahead. Um, Did you, you know, did you think maybe I want that, you know, that medal at the Olympics or...
1: Yeah, well, what it was is um, the Olympic qualifiers are actually going on now, literally today then last couple of days. So if um, if I'd have stayed on the GB squad, it would have been this week was the Olympic qualifiers. Right. Excuse me, and uh, what it is, is there's me, there's, there's a multiple people at each weight class on the GB squad. Mm-hmm. So if if I had waited for the qualifier, there's the chance that I wouldn't have been selected for that first qualification. So that's not even in my control then. Right. Then someone else, they could qualify, and then I don't have a chance to qualify anyway. Right. So it's, it's all about who qualifies first with the Olympics. It's not so simple as... GB say you're going to the Olympics you have to qualify so right. if you don't go to the tournament to qualify um, and someone else does you, it's out of your hands out of your control so me turning pro was like okay I don't want to wait for something just in case I can get a qualification opportunity or whatever I'm, I'm just going to take things into my own hands because I was going to turn pro anyway mm. so um, you know, all the best to it's uh, Fraser Clark who's on the GB squad been there good long time 11 years and he's got his qualification bout today Mm. so um if he qualifies all the best to him but I didn't want to wait around and put my destiny in someone else's hands again you know yeah yeah yeah
0: um I I don't get it so once you once you turn pro yeah you can't go to the Olympics at all because you know I think of Mm. basketball you got Michael Jordan there doing up bits in what 92 yeah yeah is that not like you can go to the Olympics Mm, now or
1: yeah well they they change the rules so with boxing traditionally it's a It's amateur boxing still at the Olympics. But they changed it the last Olympics where they said certain pros can go to the Olympics. So there was a few pro fighters that went for their countries. Mm. But GB wouldn't do that. GB wouldn't select anyone that's a pro to come back and do that. But some countries like... um, They had some ex-pros or old pros that were like some African countries that might not have had fighters that would qualify for the Olympics. Yeah, They sent them. Mm. But they didn't even do well anyway none of them medaled out of the Olympic Games so it's a weird one it's, it's like it's a new in that certain professionals can qualify for the Olympics but some countries won't oh, put right. pros into their system to do it but um, traditionally it's amateur boxing is the Olympic boxing then you go professional boxing is right that's it then there's no turning back really
0: okay so you signed to Matchroom Boxing yeah with Sam Jones Adam Morale you know how did that come about oh, we're just thinking you know we're don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, yo, my boy Solid's doing this, this is mad. <laughs> just talk us through some of that. You've got a deal here. Yeah. Loads of people talking to you. How does it come about? Yeah. So, um, obviously
1: when I was on GB, you get a bit more, um, you know, people that are in the professional game of boxing. They they look at the team GB squad because they know that's like the talent pool there. Mm. You know, more times than not, someone that's come off the GB squad's going to be more more likely to be successful as a pro fighter. Mm. So I had Sam Jones who was talking to me for a bit, you know, before I, like last year um, from S Jam Boxing, that's my management. And he was talking to me back and forth, just just asking questions if I was looking to turn pro. And yeah, it wasn't pressure with me. I said, yeah, I'm going to turn pro, but I just want to see what's happening with the Olympics uh, qualification and all that. Speaking back and forth and then I met met up with him when I was in Sheffield on training camp one week. Spoke about it and and thought, okay, yeah, there's so much going on, postponements, this and that. Let's make the move. So we made the move with Sam Jones and Adam Morley with us, S-Jam Boxing, that's the management crew. And then with them, we went and went to promoters, like the bigger promoters, Frank Warren, Eddie Hearns. And then we just sat down with them and got the best deal. And, and we went with um, a Boxing and Eddie Hearn, because we thought, you know, at the end of the day, they are the biggest platform in the world really. Mm. Matchroom is probably the best promoter in the world and mm. Eddie Hearn is definitely the best promoter in the world so mm. it was a bit of a no-brainer mm-hmm. so we went with uh, Matchroom and now we're just looking to kick things on from there. Mm.
0: So it was, a, it was a multiple fight deal wasn't it?
1: Yeah yeah so then I signed with Matchroom that's a two-year deal. Okay. Yeah two-year deal so um, that should take me into the end of next year because there was a few postponements I didn't have my debut till halfway through this year. Mm. But it's a set amount of fights for the deal, anyway. So it's two years, or if, if it takes a bit longer because of my delays, to the end of um the fights that I've uh, got contracted.
0: Okay. Um, I've seen you. You're doing a lot of strength and conditioning work now. Yeah. With uh, Des. Yeah. Des Birmingham. Them. Yeah. That's. Um, it. you know, I'd say probably the last two three months, just just me, even just off Instagram, yeah. I was in a real transformation. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you were always athletic, big build. But like, um, you took it to another level, yeah, looking yeah, like yeah. a proper athlete, yeah, yeah, trimmed down, yeah. get the guns out. Yeah. So how's that, how's that training schedule like? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, on GB, we was in Sheffield,
1: we was training two or three times a day. Mm. And um, yeah, very intense training, but it's different training because you're... Olympic boxing is three rounds, and now I'm preparing to go and do twelve round fights. Mm. My first few fights are going to be six rounds, wow. then eight rounds, and build up to twelve rounds. But we're training for twelve round fights, so our sessions now in my boxing gym, I'm training for like you know, fifteen rounds of pads and bag work. Whereas I used to do six rounds, you know, on the pads and bags, sparring ten rounds and then doing four or five rounds on the pads. So we're doing longer, much longer sessions of boxing sessions. Mm. And then doing my strength and conditioning with Des, Um on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday and doing those conditioning sessions that are just pushing me to another limit as well. The red zone. Yeah, the, the red zone, man. <laughs> it's like the death zone, man. That, it's not a nice place, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? You, you, you learn to deal with it and get... It's, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you learn to be sort of comfortable in the uncomfortable, you know yeah, what I mean? You know yeah. what you're there for. So yeah. we're pushing it to new limits and we know that, this pro professional boxing is a different game and it's not like amateur boxing you take one loss in the pro game one day up one bad night and that you know your whole career is just on the back burner then mm. so we can't cut any corners and we're just taking it to the new limits and trying to put you know something different in the heavyweight game a lot of the heavyweights are big heavy guys but we're trying to be the most conditioned you know the fittest heavyweight on the planet if we can be that and just making sure we take every box that we can mm. yeah
0: mm. Um you know, there was a lot of excitement for your debut because a lot of a lot of people thought this is as prepped as yeah. an amateur can be yeah, yeah. so you've done several rounds with AJ yeah. Daniel Dubois yeah. Joy Joyce etc yeah, yeah. etc et mm. um now especially when you were sparring with AJ mm. did you see you know just from the other side okay that's what i need to do or yeah. How much did you learn from what, yeah, all of this? that's
1: what sparring is for. Anyone else mm. sparring, you know, if it's another amateur or like when I'm sparring Joshua, you try and learn little things. Mm. So yeah, when I'm sparring guys like Joshua, Dubois, Joyce, every time, every time you're sparring, you're trying to pick up something, you look at little things, okay, what, what they're doing well or what I'm doing well and, and things that I need to pick up on and think, yeah, okay, maybe I should, you know, off the jab, something like that, smooth my head more off the jab or where I should place my feet, little things like that, that... There are things that in, in one spar you might you might think about it, but you know as you go on over time, more sparring and these top guys, you got to spar the top guys. You start ingraining those things into your own game, then, and that's that's what starts to help you
0: improve. When you see these top guys, yeah, does it seem like that is an attainable goal? That yeah. you want you know you you can see yourself mm. there one day.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. There's no no doubt about that because mm. I'm in there with those guys, and I see myself as one of those guys. It's just experience and and time, and that's the difference mm. that they're just a bit. They've just already done it, you know what I mean? And and I'm just, it's just going to be my time to do the same same thing. And I've mm. definitely got the confidence that I'm going to take myself to those levels and be the best that I can be, definitely.
0: Mm. So, your um, first fight with Manav, yeah. I watched it all. Uh, yeah. You know, the excitement, the energy, the yeah. big stage, you know, you're on national TV. Yeah. What was that like?
1: You know, it was, it was a weird one because it's like you say it was a big stage, you know, Sky Sports and. Big platform, big show, but because of this uh COVID nineteen business, there was Not no crowd. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. walking out, and yeah, the cameras and the lights was in my eyes, but there was no atmosphere. Mm. It was it was really quiet. It was like walking out to a library, right? Yeah, man, it was like okay, there might be so many people watching on the TV, but what you I've don't seen, really know that. Yeah, you well, you don't feel it. Yeah, you don't feel yeah, it yeah, yeah. because I'm seeing two, three camera guys. Yeah, and you know, just just the ring of my opponent. So hopefully for this next one, there's gonna be a few crowds. I think that's gonna be the difference—the little atmosphere. You can feel the atmosphere. So um, it, it was a good, it was good in a way because my my GB experience. I'm used to boxing in all these random countries where there's no one really there anyway. Mm. So the crowd coming back is something that I'm gonna look forward to as well. Mm.
0: So you, you, literally yesterday, you got a second fight now. Yeah, 12th of June. That's next weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like a quick turnaround. Is it just a case of just. Getting in fights now.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just um, literally every, everything's good um, injury-wise and I'm healthy. I'm going to be... I, it,
0: <clears throat> can, can you do that question again for some reason? Everything just stopped. Right? Need to re-record. That's fine. Everything calm. from before that is blessed. Okay, that's fine. Um, one more question again. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So um, you just had a fight recently. You announced yesterday that you've signed for a second fight. Yeah. That second fight's next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, is it just a case now of just getting in as many fights as possible?
1: Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be active. Now I've turned pro. I don't want to be sitting around for months on end doing nothing. I want to be active, and you know that's how you build your profile and build your career. You know you gotta be active and get fighting. So, so literally, as soon as I walked out the ring on the last one, Eddie Hearn said to me. June the 12th, you, you want to box again June the 12th? Oh, right, so it's yeah. so it in the works then? Yeah, he, right. he already said it, I didn't even got my gloves off. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, let me see how my hands feel, man, because that <laughs> guy had a hard head, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he said that and we just um he said, yeah, man, let's go again June the 12th. And then he's already saying now, you know, you can box again, you know, next couple of months. And mm. really, they're already planning these guys. This is what the management team's there for and the promotion team is saying, you know, we can get you... Three, four, five more times for the year And stuff like that So Things are in the works But I've just got to keep my head down in the gym And just get the job done each fight night The main thing is getting the wins And and if I get the wins Everything else will come with it
0: So you're obviously at the start of your pro career Yeah How much is it at this stage You know We're talking about volume here You're going to get three, four, five fights in You know You've not had much time In between your last fight Until next weekend To know who your opponent is yeah. So how much of it is actually preparing specifically for him? Or is it just a case of you're ready for anyone? Yeah. But do you not need to prepare for specific people? Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it is like that. Um, for me, it's at this level, I'm just improving myself. As long as I'm getting the best out of myself, improving what I'm going to do, I should be taking care of these guys. Mm. But also, once you get an opponent, that's my coach will have a good look, Um, try and find some footage on whoever it is. And uh, you just pick up little things in the training. We've only had, you know, a three-week sort of mini training camp between mm. these two fights. But my my coach, Max, has looked at the opponent, said, uh, you know, just a couple of little things that he does. Just work on it on the pads a little bit and mm. inspiring when we can. And just little little adjustments that, you know, I've got the experience from the amateur game to um, be able to just make those little adjustments and have a look at it a couple of weeks before. But mm. when it gets to bigger fights, that's when, you know, they have the long, long training camps where they really focus on that one opponent, but at at the moment, in these early stages, as long as I'm being the best that I can be, I should be taking care of these guys, definitely.
0: Mm. So, what's, what's the motivation? What's your motivation?
1: Yeah. Man, that's a hard question, because, putting you on the spot. yeah, Yeah, the motivation is just, it's, it's deep rooted for me from young, because, you know, I've never really been one that, that's had much in life, and not had nothing given to me, so, for me, it's about changing my whole life and and things for my whole family. You know, doing something different where I can actually make a big turnaround and and put things, you know, on a much better platform for my future going forward and my family and and you know providing things that that I've never had and my family's never had as well. So it's it's about you know really establishing myself and putting things in place for the future of my family as well mm. and myself and, and just making things you know just making a better life like like most people are working out there to make a better life for themselves i'm really just trying to flip things around and make a much better life for myself and my family as well
0: mm. yeah. no really inspirational yeah. to hear that but you refer to yourself as birmingham's finest <laughs> yeah now obviously I, I do my birmingham photography too yeah, yeah, yeah. you know a lot of the work we do it's like put birmingham yeah. a bit more out there um, me personally, I just hate how people undermine Brom all the time. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? You yes, see it on I all know. these meme pages. Yeah. Uh, oh Oh, I, I love anything but a Birmingham accent. Yeah, you know, it's like and stuff that. like that. But that that's that also comes into my motivation. Mm. What what does what does that side of it yeah, mean to you? As
1: well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I've said on other interviews, where Birmingham, we're the second city. Mm. You know, London's your capital, and then Birmingham's the second city. But a lot of the time, we get sort of uh, you know brushed off and you know people uh, don't maybe take Brummies as seriously for some reason mm. but um me I'm trying to put Birmingham in terms of boxing as well on the map mm. if we can have a heavyweight champion from Birmingham it's never happened before
0: honestly it, it, i, it, I am rooting for that so yeah, much yeah, it'll be a mad. heavyweight champion from birmingham yeah man it's, uh, it's go
1: on we only had one world champion which has been cal yifai a right. super flyweight mm. so to have a good heavyweight and a heavyweight champion from Birmingham mm. would be just mad and I'm hoping that I can I can be that man definitely because yeah. Birmingham we need to uh, definitely in the boxing game get ourselves on the map and mm. establish ourselves and we can bring some big shows to Birmingham we've got all the infrastructure everything there to, yeah. and we've got the support we can get the support out mm. so we can get big shows in Brum and big time boxing and we should be able to get the support behind us mm. yeah
0: last question now um you know, we've seen the undisputed fight going on. Yeah. It, well, negotiations for an undisputed yeah. fight going on. Um, looks like that's broken down yeah. uh, between AJ and Fury. Yeah, It looks like AJ's going to be fighting Usyk. Yeah. And it looks like Wilder's going to be fighting Fury for a third yes, time. Yeah, no. What 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 do you think will happen?
1: Yeah, um, like, like a lot of boxing fans as well, I'm also a boxing fan. I wanted to see that Joshua Fury fight. It's been building and, you know, it's it's a big fight, especially in Britain. Mm. It's a mega, mega, mega fight, but for whatever reason, like lot like people say, boxing is politics and, you know, Deontay Wilder's won his case and trial, so mm. Wilder and Fury are going to fight again. AJ and Usyk are going to fight, but they'll just take care of business as fighters. Mm. I think, um, hopefully, hopefully they can come through that. Fury can do Wilder again and AJ can, can handle Usyk and then get that fight on. It's, they just got to keep that keep themselves winning both those fights and then the fights still is big or even bigger built on even more but they just got to take care of that business then
0: for you who takes aj fury
1: yeah um it's a mega fight man but i'm i'm back in AJ. i think aj can do it yeah. aj can, can be the one to beat fury definitely it's going to be a tough fight it's one of those sort of once in every so many you know generational it's a fights. Generational yeah fight. because yeah. It's, it's a mega mega fight but and they're going to be close, that's that's why they are such big fights, but I think AJ can be the one to do, to uh, come out on top, I think.
0: That's mad. I think that's about yeah. everything, we've covered everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, big up for coming here today. Yeah, man, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it, man. Nice nah. All the best for your fight on the weekend. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. be watching that, tuning in. It's no late hours, is it? Nah, nah, it's <laughs> nice, you know, six, seven o'clock sort of thing, my last one yeah, yeah, was yeah. six o'clock, so yeah.
1: it was nice and early for me, um, I, I was quite early on the card as well. The main event's about 11 o'clock, so it's going to be, you know, on the evening time, early evening. It's not going to be no
0: late. No, we'll we'll definitely keep an eye out, but nice one. Respect for that. Appreciate it, man. Good
1: to see you again.